Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. So unbeknownst to me until this morning when I was learning the daf, there actually appears to be a homiletic connection between the Gemara which discusses bringing in or throwing wastewater out of a boat on Shabbos and the area of Lashon Hara. Seems completely unconnected, right? I know. But give me a few minutes and we'll tie it all together. Without going into all the details on this podcast, the Talmud and Tractate Shabbos 100b describes that when people were on a boat for Shabbos and wanted to draw in water from the sea, they would have built a little platform outside of the boat from where to draw the water. The Talmud then asks, well, where did they throw the wastewater out from the boat? A suggestion is offered, why not do it from the exact same platform? After all, the water under the boat is constantly flowing, so the next time you draw water, it will be regular ocean water anyhow, and not that wastewater that was just thrown out. To which the Talmud answers, why don't we do that? Me'isile. It's disgusting for them to do that. See, even though technically the water that might come out from that spot a day later is totally different water, there's still something kind of disgusting involved if prior to that, one poured out wastewater, sewage water, in that exact same location. Okay, so good to know. We have standards in Jewish law with which to dispose wastewater. But what in the world does that have to do with using our mouths? The answer can be found in a famous book by Rev. Israel Mayor Kagan, who lived from 1838 to 1933 and is well known for the books he authored about the details on how to ensure one's speech is always respectful and correct. Rev. Kagan was so well known for his works in this area that he's in fact known as the Chafetz Chaim based on his book about Lashon Hara called Chafetz Chaim, One Who Desires Life. In his introduction to this book, the Chafetz Chaim brings many examples of tragedies that all started because of negative speech. But he then goes on to explain something important for us to think about and says the following. When a man taints his speech with forbidden things, he prevents all expressions of sanctity which leave this mouth thereafter from being properly elevated. The sages point out that on our face, while we are born with two eyes, two ears, and two nostrils, we have only one mouth. In fact, the sages in the Jerusalem Talmud bring down how it would have been great to have two mouths so that we could use one for our mundane matters and one for holy matters. But that is simply not the reality. So what is the implication of having just one mouth? The implication is that whenever we want to speak, good or bad, it all comes out from the same place. Which brings us back to the Gemara. If we were to draw fresh, clean water from the same location where sewage had been thrown out, even though technically the water would be clean for drinking, people would still find it repulsive and not want to drink from it. So too with our speech. If words that I'm saying right now are nice, but prior to that I used my mouth to speak hurtful or debased words, then even my proper speech will be received poorly. Think about it. If I am busy cursing or talking negatively about others, and that is what I use my mouth for, and then a few hours later I decide to pick up a sitter and daven, could it be that Hashem would find it a little distasteful for prayers to be coming out of the same mouth that previously was used for such negative purposes? As well, imagine if I communicate something, even something kind and generous to someone, but they are aware that just a few hours prior this same mouth was used to cut people down or speak in a hateful way towards others, would that not also impact the way that this person would take even my good words? We are blessed with only one mouth, and our goal is not only to make sure we say good things as often as possible, but that we view the mouth itself as a holy vessel, one that we want to keep pure and consistent, used only for words of kindness, prayer, wisdom, and compassion. The way I think about it is as follows. If God were to come to me today and say, hey, listen, Rafi, I have this great gift that I want to give you called speech, and I'm going to give you a mouth to share words, thoughts, and ideas with others and with me. 
I would simply have to ask, so why are you giving this to me? And what would you hope I'd do with it? And if I remember that thought for even a brief second before I say my words, that might just be a game changer for me and for those around me, to, at, and about whom I speak. And on that note, wishing you a wonderful evening, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.